Join Black Gay Stuck at Home, the virtual movie night that centers black queer films for a special threesome? Well, not exactly. We'll be showing an episode of the DL Chronicles and short films Slow and Party and Play, written by none other than comedian Samson, who will be joining us for a special and very fun Q&A afterward. You don't want to miss any of this, so head over to BGSAH dot com get your tickets and i'll see you there on friday back to the healing space peace misfits today marks one week until the end of august and a little less than one month until the autumnal equinox change is coming change is constant and this year change has been ever present so let's take a moment within all of this change, to breathe, to center, to balance. Inhale with me, deeply, purposefully. Exhale with me and let go of what no longer serves you. Be free of it. In this moment, we inhale deep. Exhale, let go. Beautiful. Think. What do you need to release? Inhale deep with me. Hold. Exhale. One more time, what no longer serves you? What can you be free from? Letting go of what will contribute to your balance? Inhale once more with me. Release. Continue if you need to. Pause this if you must. Continue with your breathing. Continue releasing until you are ready. And then we flow together. Change is here, misfits. Seek balance at all times. And let's get healed. Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I am your host, Sensei Raven Ekundayo. Peace, misfits. I would like to say long time no speak, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not sure. I'm thinking back to the last episode, and I can't remember if I said I was taking a break or not. Uh... I believe I may have. If not, I took a break. Uh, This is almost exactly one month 
uh, being uh, since I took my break from Facebook and Instagram. And uh, I guess this can go into the check-in right now. Well, before we get to the check-in, uh, our guest is going to be Samson McCormick, an awesome black LGBTQ comedian uh, who I'm so happy to finally have on the podcast. As you heard uh, Mike Ward mention earlier when talking about black gays stuck at home, they're going to be celebrating that brother this coming Friday. Uh, so I hope you guys will check that out and we definitely talk about it during my interview with him a very hilarious brother <laughs> hilarious brother i really enjoy talking with him okay so now with that out of the way we can go into the check-in so uh already in my mind when uh, thinking of the podcast i was saying to myself i was going to keep it short as i have recently and a lot of that plays into my mental health journey. Uh, I'm not going to go into it too deeply right now because I honestly want to dedicate an entire episode of the podcast to talking about what I've been going through as far as my mental health. But needless to say, and this is actually something uh, when I'm recording this earlier today, I recorded the upcoming episode of Keep Firing with Daryl Taylor and we were, you know, catching up with each other and everything. And as we were conversing, he asked me, you know, as far as what what has the year of healthy selfishness looked like for me? And I told him that unlike other years where I speak what the year will be called the year prior and it always shows up, you know, in some form or fashion, it always fits exactly what I name it. But 2020 hasn't. Uh, it has been very difficult for me to show up for me, you know. Uh, I continuously keep putting everyone first in some way. And uh, yeah, it, it has had some interesting uh, effects on me mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. And so, yeah, I won't I won't get too deep into it. I'll just say that uh, I'm still in therapy. I believe I may have talked about that on the podcast already. Uh, I am still in therapy and I'll leave it there for now. I'll leave it there for now. But this episode of the podcast is definitely happening before I planned for it to. I didn't plan to come back until September with an episode dedicated to one of my dear friends that I won't go into it right now. It's already been recorded. Uh, I recorded it with him and his wife and I can't wait for you all to hear about it, but I won't even say their names right now. Just know that it will be the episode that starts off uh, September. So we are after this episode one episode away from the 100th episode so this is episode 98 the episode with my friend and his wife that i was just talking about is going to be episode 99 and then we step into the 100th episode <laughs> oh it has seemed like a long time coming a long time coming 
for us to get there because as we celebrate the 100th episode of THS Podcast, we're also going to be celebrating the three-year anniversary of THS as well. So it has taken us three years to get to the 100th episode. (laughs) I now see what shows waiting to go into syndication feel like. Like if we can only make it to episode 100. Uh, So yeah, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there and I'm so thankful to all of you misfits for sticking with me. It means a lot. Uh, Of course, we'll go further into the thank yous as we get uh, to the actual 100th episode. But hmm, for right now, I just thank all of you. I thank all of you. Uh, I am okay and not okay, if that makes sense. I am okay and I am not okay. Um, I'm okay because I'm still able to laugh. I'm still able to smile, you know? I can still find joy in things. I'm I'm not okay because I I don't know. I want to say I don't know who I am, but I don't want any of you misfits to hear that and think something that I don't mean. Um I feel it's a little too deep to go into, but I'll just say I I don't know me right now. I don't know me. And the longer I sit back and think about it, I realize I I genuinely don't know who I am in this 40th year. And this is not what I expected for 40. But me being the person who can always literally turn anything into a positive, I sit here as I'm saying this to all of you and I haven't. This is my on this microphone is my first time verbalizing what I just verbalized. And when I said it, I'm thinking to myself that this is just another cocoon. This is just another chrysalis, you know? And as I've turned 40, this is just me stepping into another chapter. The Scorpio that constantly dies and is reborn again out of the Phoenix flames, the Phoenix ashes. And so I make myself feel a little better with saying that and and you guys don't realize you know because of course none of you are actually here to converse with me in person but while I have a therapist you all are very much therapy for me as well because when I have these opportunities to just speak to this microphone knowing that I'm speaking to someone out there who is hopefully listening and understanding me this is therapy for me as well It offers me opportunities when I'm talking out loud, listening to my thoughts for me to kind of have these aha moments, you know, and I appreciate being able to be as transparent as I'm comfortable with being with all of you, Um, because the truth is I interact with some of you. Some of you DM me and you let me know what the show means to you, the subject matter, my vulnerability but then there are others who never speak a word to me but yet they still receive what it is that i have to say and for both i am eternally grateful i really really am so thank you thank you to all of you and yeah let's go ahead and get into culture of pop So it has been brought to my attention that Brandy and Monica are going to have a versus. 
<laughs> uh, as stated, I am off of social media. So Dee brought it to my attention and I was very surprised. Uh, mostly because I just never... I don't know. I didn't see both of them agreeing to it. Honestly, am I going to watch it? Absolutely. He informed me that it is going to be on on August 31st. Uh, if he is here with me, then I can continue to not be on social media. I mean, I, I get back on 24 hours later, but well, less than actually, because I'm sure it probably comes on like around eight or nine o'clock. Uh, but I'll be getting back on to Facebook and Instagram on September 1st. However, if he and I are not together, I guess I'll have to get back on a day earlier because I will definitely be watching this versus. However, I can admit to some trepidation. I am nervous. I mean, I'm nervous mostly about Brandy. Um, <laughs> as everyone knows, Brandy is my favorite singer. However, I believe that as far as how they will carry themselves, Monica is probably the one who will be more mature and I think that's why I'm so nervous because I I hope that they both carry themselves in a classy way they're going to be at Tyler Perry Studios together here in Atlanta and I just hope that it's memorable that it's a celebration that it's not a competition I, I understand what versus is and I know that there are a lot of people who kind of look at it there were a lot of people who took issue with Erica and Jill because they didn't get why it was such a celebration and not more of a versus but I'm like why do we have an issue with celebrating one another that seems very strange to me you know uh, and there are some who could argue it's called versus that's why we have a problem I get it however if artists choose to change that and to instead celebrate one another's music why do we then have a problem with it just say you know okay well that was a different episode wasn't for me you know but it was a different episode that's all so i'm i'm looking forward to a celebration between the two of them i am a hundred percent certain that i'm going to enjoy brandy's catalog more but Daryl and I actually talk about this on the latest episode of Keep Firing. This will air before Keep Firing, but we talked about it on there as well. And, uh, you know, we were talking about how I'm, I'm the kind of Brandy admirer that loves the deep cuts. And so I'm fairly certain she's probably going to play more of the mainstream pop songs, you know, the, the hits that she had, as opposed to some of the deep cuts. Now, she is someone who is very aware of her fans. So I wouldn't be surprised if she gave, you know, those of us who really love her, some of the songs that haven't been released. But, uh, and well, when I say released, you know, like B-sides, like the, the deeper cuts. But for me, as someone who has like loved her, loved her, the majority of my favorite songs by Brandy are the ones that were never released. Meaning the song, the kind of songs you can only find on YouTube you'll never find on any of her albums and that i doubt if she's going to play i doubt if she's going to play any songs that were never released at all uh, if she does that would be amazing but i don't really see that happening and i believe that b7 was released since the last time i had an episode i think so uh, so i don't know if i had an opportunity to share that i was not a fan of that album um which hurts me to say you know but but i was not um yeah 
<laughs> yeah, uh, if you'd like to, you know, find out a little bit more as far as why I wasn't the, a big, the biggest fan of it, check out the latest episode of Keep Firing, which premieres this Friday. If you're listening to this the actual day that it airs, um, it will be happening this Friday. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be talking about it more in detail this Friday, excuse me. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. Um, but I look forward to it. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. And I hope that everything goes well. <laughs> and that we'll have fond memories of Brandy versus Monica. Yeah, the, uh, the Aquarius versus the Scorpio. Indeed, indeed. Uh, next in Culture of Pop is Lovecraft Country, which premiered a week ago on HBO. And as of this recording, tonight was the second episode. Uh, Lovecraft Country uh, stars Jonathan Majors, Journey Smollett-Bell, Courtney B. Vance, Ingenue Ellis, Michael K. Williams, and more. Uh, it's a black sci-fi show, and so that immediately got me. I immediately was invested the very first time I saw a preview for it. I was into it. Uh, I I watched a review by Grace Randolph. I don't know if any of the misfits out there watch Grace Randolph on YouTube, but I love watching her. Disagree with her often, you know, but definitely there are things that I do agree with her on as well. Uh, I just love that she does so much, um, so much educating of what happens in the the behind the scenes of the business you know as far as it goes with movies and tv shows and comic books like she gets really really behind the scenes and i'm one of those people you know uh, i think i've talked about in the podcast before that i love behind the scenes documentaries on movies and things of that nature i just love to know the inner workings of things and she does a lot of that on her youtube channel Anyway, she watched the first five episodes of Lovecraft Country, and she said she absolutely loved the first episode, but didn't like two through five at all. And she says she's going to continue to watch because she wants to see if anything changes. But here's what I can say, and I'm not giving away anything. After watching episode two, I, be I believe I could understand. I believe, and, and I, I want to be wrong. And I'm hoping that with episode three, four, and five, I'm like, okay, I'm back on it again, you know? But right now, with just episode two, I can already see why, you know, she thought that episode one was a masterpiece. She thought it was absolutely amazing, and I would agree, I loved episode one. But then you get to episode two, and what? And it, it really does feel like you're in a totally different world, and I'll just leave it there, you know? But uh, mm, mm, I'm, I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping that it gets back on track again, because right now it just seems like it's about to just be all over the place. And I don't want that because I had really high hopes for Lovecraft Country. But that first episode, baby, if you haven't seen Lovecraft Country, watch it now just for episode one. I feel like I sound just like Grace because this is exactly what she was saying. And I hate that I feel the same way. But here's to episode three. And that it gets better. Uh, next is Love Life starring Anna Kendrick on HBO Max as well. Both of these shows are on HBO Max. Uh, Love Life was 
one of the first shows when HBO Max premiered some months ago. Love Life was one of the shows that was on there the minute the streaming service went up. And I took my time getting to it. I don't know why, but I was like, you know, I'd like to watch it, but I feel like there are other things. But D and I finally watched the whole, and it took us about, I think, three weekends to get all the way through it. It's 10 episodes. Uh, and it was really good. From start to finish, I can't think of a single episode I didn't like. I liked every episode. What I will say without giving any spoilers, though, is that if they were to have a season two, I feel like it would have to be an, anth an anthology. I don't think that you could have the exact same characters. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I feel like I can say this without giving anything away. I believe that the story was fully told. I'll put, there we go. I can say that without giving anything away. I believe the story was fully told and I don't believe that there is a need to continue on with these particular characters. So for that reason, I feel like it would need to be an anthology if they were going to have a season two. Uh, but I, I absolutely enjoyed it. It is right up my alley as far as the kind of shows that I like to watch. Which is funny because Lovecraft Country and Love Life are nothing alike. Um, but I think that those are kind of my favorite types of shows. Like you can you can get me for a, a mine hunter. You know, I can watch a mine hunter all day. I can also watch a Sex in the City all day. I can also watch a Magicians all day. Uh, so it's like you you kind of begin to get an idea of the kind of shows that I'm into. An Ugly Betty, you know, um, a Buffy. So it's like on, on one hand, you have these, uh, I don't know what you would call, I don't know what you would call an Ugly Betty and a, um, a Sex in the City and things like that in what you would call a, a Criminal Minds and a Mine Hunters and a um, Lovecraft Country because there's also Atlanta and Queen Sugar, you know. I love my dramas as well, so yeah, I don't know. But um, <laughs> I just love TV. I love TV. And as much as I love TV, I'm ready to love books again. I am desperately crawling my way like, oh my God, I need books again so badly. But that feels like a whole episode onto itself that kind of goes hand in hand with the year of healthy selfishness. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. And so I'll end on DC Fandome. So DC Fandome was this weekend and it was free and I loved that. I loved it. It probably got on D's nerves a little bit because even when we weren't watching it, uh, I had it running on my phone like <laughs> laying next to the bed <laughs> like just like at any point in time i just need people to pick it up and watch and see what newness is on there but the new trailer for wonder woman was everything the new trailer for Zack snyder's uh justice league the justice league snyder cut that preview was everything uh the the first trailer for the batman was great uh i'm a lot of people are comparing the new trailer to the movie seven which i think is really cool if you think about batman and think about seven Phew. uh and the riddler i think is going to be the main villain so already i'm there for that because the riddler is my favorite uh villain in batman's um rogues gallery 
So that right there, and I don't think I knew that. I knew that they said there were going to be a lot of Batman villains in this movie, but I didn't know the Riddler was going to be the main villain. I'm, I'm here. I am 1000% here for this. So I'm looking forward to it. And what else did they show? What else did they show? Uh, they had a panel with the Flash. You got to see the new Batwoman, um, who's going to be black. Uh, what else did they show? Justice League, Batman, Wonder Woman. I think that was the main stuff. I think that was the main stuff. It was really good. It was really good. You know, the, the MCU has put their flag down already. And we know, I mean, they, they now have the top grossing movie of all time. So clearly we know that M the MTU has, uh, has come to play. But I think DC is finally getting to the point where they're carving out their own specific space. Uh, I don't believe they're trying to compete with MCU anymore. At least I don't believe so. I think that they get that they're darker, that they're grittier, and they're going in that direction. You know, you get movies like Joker, which are absolute classics. And it's kind of like, stick to that. You know, stick to that. We we get that it would be really cool to have your own cinematic universe where your characters can come together the way that they did in the MCU. But maybe one of the things that are going to make you guys stand out more is that you have your own really cool multiverse where we get to see different Jokers, where we get to see different Batman, you know. Uh, and I guess this shows you just how powerful Batman and his rogues gallery are that we see constant changes when it comes to Batman, but not really anybody else in the DCEU. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like, let's begin to see what it looks like. You know, I'd love to see a Lex Luthor story. How deep could you get with a story just about him? That could be interesting, you know? So yeah, because I mean, I, I feel like we never really dig deep with Lex Luthor and it would be cool. I mean, I feel like Smallville was probably the most we really got out of him. So I think that could be interesting. That could definitely be, ah, yes. They, they showed some kind of concept art when it came to Black Adam and you got to see some of the people that are going to be a part of the GSA, I mean, JSA. It felt like it was a little bit to be desired for me. However, they also showed previews for the Suicide Squad uh, what is it? The Suicide, the Su Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Was that the name of it? They showed a whole commercial for that. That commercial was everything. And they also showed Gotham Knights, which is a storyline where Batman is dead and you have to play as, or he's supposed to be dead, and you play as Batwoman, um, Red Hood, Robin, and uh, Nightwing. Uh, I personally feel some kind of way because Robin is going to be Tim Drake instead of Damien. For those of you who are into DC Comics and you know who Damien is, that's Batman's son. Damien should have been Robin with all due respect to Tim Drake. Not here for it. Um, but, but yeah, so DC fandom was pretty cool. DC fandom was pretty cool. So uh, I, I hope that they continue this, you know, going going upward. Instead of looking like it, you know, they're they're a sad, pathetic number two to Marvel's cinematic universe. So that is it for culture of pop. 
Now we are going to get into my interview with this awesome-tastic, chocolately beautiful, award-winning entertainer. <laughs> Samson McCormick has appeared on TV One, Viceland, Fox Soul, and BET. His comedy offers riveting and fresh takes at race, religion, politics, and sexuality. All things you don't talk about in polite circles. <laughs> so I am uh, looking forward to all of you misfits being able to hear my conversation with Samson. I enjoyed it. And it, I feel good that when it was over with, he told me that he enjoyed it as well. So enjoy my conversation with Samson McCormick. And I'll see you guys on the other side. The boy is mine. 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 Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh, sure, you know, you look kind of familiar. Wanted to know, do you know somebody named? You, you know his name. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know his name. But I just want to let you know that he's mine. <laughs> no, no, he's mine. Yeah. 
Space, Samson. Thank y'all for having me in the healing space. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay, wait a minute. I just realized as I'm recording with you that I actually still have my water fountain on right now. I don't want any of the misfits. Those are my listeners. I don't want them being like, what is that sound in the background? Well, let me turn my fan down then. Because <laughs> I sure enough got it on over here because I am baking and I am hot. Oh my God, put some lorries on me. Listen, so there are those of you who are watching this on YouTube, for those of you who are listening to this on one of the podcast streams, this brother is glistening right now. Beautiful chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's chocolate, but it's melting. Too bad it ain't nobody over here, you know. I'm not gonna say Come on, that. say it. Nice. Listen, this is the healing you know, you, know, you know I'm chocolate. We, we melt in your mouth, not in your hands. Praise so, him. Know. Come on. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what we love to hear. Yes. Yes, God. Chocolate is healing. Yes. <laughs> I need to be melting, melted, melting on somebody's son right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Ah, put it out to the universe. It's important. Speak it and Listen, it'll come to you. I, I don't need no more men after me. I got enough men after me. I don't need no. I'm trying to get rid of some of the ones I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to who's looking at this interview, you might have some more people up in your DMs. So just prepare as, yourself. You know, as long as they know how to entertain, that's all I care about. <laughs> Keep me interested. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first question I wanted to ask you, um, comedy can be a healing art. Would yes. you consider yourself to be a healer? Absolutely not, because I cuss people out too much, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> the way I cuss people out, I'm always, you know, it's I'm very blunt. Yeah. You know, the people who have followed me, oh, and I've been doing this now for 20 years, the people who followed me know that I'm blunt. Um, you know, it's, they are healing. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe healing doesn't always look gentle and affirming. This is Sometimes fact. healing is like, look, bitch, I'm sick of your shit. Get your shit together and get on point. Yeah. Like, that's healing sometimes. Because everybody, I didn't get coddled, you know, yeah. so some people don't need coddling. You know, sometimes the message means smacking somebody upside the head so they can get their shit together. Yeah. The, the, mm -hmm. the tagline of the healing space is, the purpose of the healing space is to show people that there's more than one way to heal. So mm -hmm. in you saying that, that is very, very true. Some people may need to get laid out. <laughs> that's yeah, where some, people, comes some people, some people, they, um, especially men, you gotta cuss men out, you know. Um, <laughs> they don't understand, they don't understand. Please, baby, do your best. They like, look, motherfucker, look, look. That's what people understand. So you have to speak people's language to them. Right. Um, but as far as, you know, putting myself on a pedestal or making myself a role model. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm such a heathen. No. <laughs> That's real. That's honest. And it's funny because yeah. whenever I hear that, of course, I always go back to Rihanna and the big to-do that everybody made about her saying that. Her, people like Charles Barkley. But I'm like, that's that's honest. That's true. Why do we feel mm -hmm. like we need to force people to feel like they're supposed to be role models? You know, they're speaking well, in their I truth. Think it's, I'm I, sorry. I think, oh yeah, yeah. I think what people do is when you do something that gets people's attention, you have a platform, um, people try to set you apart. And it's like, no, I'm like everybody else. Yeah. I just do what I do. I'm, I'm here doing the work I need to be doing. 
and the only difference from me and other people is that more people see me, more people know my name, you know, it's, but I'm still, I got flaws, Absolutely. you know, I had likes and dislikes, you know, all those things. Absolutely. And yeah, and, and I was gonna say that, I was like with with the the spotlight, but that, that gets to other questions, so I'll leave that alone for now. Because <laughs> it, it touches very much on your celebrity and how you look in the face of Black and queer people, but we'll get to that, okay. Yeah, and, and something else I was doing, I'm gonna tell you this real quick, Yeah, is for a long time, I wouldn't even date because I didn't want people to say, oh, I dated him, because you know I didn't want the perception, and then I'm not getting any younger. Right. So I was like, let me get out here and start having fun with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and let it do what it do, right. Okay. <laughs> it's often said that many comedians pull their comedy from dark places. How accurate would that be for you? Um, yeah, I hide my jokes in my pants all the time. No, I'm just playing, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, some of it, some of it does. You know, I think I wouldn't say necessarily from dark places. I say it comes from being being open about how you feel and what you think. That's yeah. what it comes from. Um, and some sometimes it can be, you know, painful things. Sometimes it can be things that move you in some other kind of way. Um, and I've also created some really great comedy from some of the happiest moments that I've had. So there is a... Uh, an idea that in order to create, you need to be miserable and you don't. Mm. I think you need to be, you need to, um, you just kind of need to have your eyes open for how the world is moving and just be willing to absorb things. Um, but you don't need to be locked up in a room sad. Yeah. No. I, I like that you said that because I think about um, Mary J's career and how there were so many people who talked about how, you know, my life, that was quintessential Mary. And, you know, when when she was married and happy and, you know, no more drama and all that stuff, people said her music wasn't as good. So I'm glad that you said what it is that you said because it's often the argument that when people are in the, the darker spaces is when they make their best art. So, you know, I'm glad that as, a, as an artist, as a creative, Oh, wait a minute, what's that look on your face? <laughs> I don't know about that because, you know, I've gone through some horrible breakups and, and other things, and that's when I think maybe I was performing more, mm -hmm. but I probably was not creating my best work. Mm. My create, my best work has always been when I had more balance in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 mm -hmm. my favorite word, balance, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Balance. I hear you on that, okay. So this question's a little lengthy, so stay with me. Okay. You call your film Church Boy a Black LGBTQ comedy film. In the film, you discuss the balancing act of existing within both the Black and LGBTQ worlds, like when you talk about the barbershop experience. How wide do you believe the divide is within the two communities in 2020? It's still pretty wide, but I think it's, it's, it's such a, I would say it's a contradiction. Mm -hmm. In some capacities, the 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 gap is very wide, and then in others, we're right there next to each other. Mm -hmm. I say all the time, we need for straight black people to get out here and help fight to protect black LGBTQ people because if they don't fight to protect us, who are they going to have to sleep with? You know, so <laughs> it's, it's so many divides in there, but at the same time, we're right there sleeping with each other still yeah. you know somebody 
has a girlfriend who he don't know is bisexual. She's out creeping with her girlfriend. Right. Somebody else got a baby mama. She don't know her baby daddy is out creeping with some boy across town. Or somebody might have a son who's gay, but might not say anything about it. Right. Or they still think that that roommate that he shared, that he's been sharing that one bedroom with for seven years is just a roommate. And right. the only thing, so that's that's how close it is. Yes, yes. On the other hand, the gap is there because we know it exists. This stuff is right in our face, but we won't have the conversation about it. Absolutely. We won't Absolutely. be honest about it. We're yeah. still in denial about it. So there, those are your gaps. Yeah. So how how do you think, this question isn't one of the ones that I had down, but just kind of like a follow-up. How do you think we get past that? Not not meaning, I don't, I personally don't believe we'll ever just completely get past it. There are too many things, you know, in every area of existence that we're still working on, you know. Mm -hmm. But as far as being able to take the next steps, what do you believe that would look like? Um, keep sleeping with straight people. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> the only thing we can do is uh, keep being uh, intentional about being ourselves. Yeah. That's the only thing, you know, we can do. I think there will always be the need for conversations in our community. Absolutely. I don't want to say... Uh, I don't want to say division or any of that, but there are always going to be issues. There are always going to be issues with racism. There are always going to be issues with homophobia, mm -hmm. but it's just going to come down to how as how we as Black people, how we as gay people, how we as Black gay people handle that stuff. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. How do you think this upcoming election will impact both Black and LGBTQ people? Well, that's the end of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You already, you know, honestly, <laughs> uh, I don't think this will impact us any worse than it already has. Mm. The issues that we face are byproducts of fights that white people are having right now mm. you know we're we're not who they're worried about this fight that they're having this is about white people who get to see now that they just as much niggas as we are mm. these are middle class white people who now they got trump in office and so this is this is a fight between white people right now yeah we just get the residual you know stuff if we work in corporate america or something like that but as far as black people who are still in the black community who still buy on the black market, sell on the black market, got their side hustles and all that, we gonna be good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was talking to a friend about that. We've always had the candy lady. We've always had the person in our neighborhood who does hair, mm -hmm. somebody who cuts hair. So there's some people I know who couldn't get haircuts and stuff, but if you live in the hood and you're connected, you could find somebody to cut your hair during quarantine. Right. <laughs> somebody to do your hair you know, you might not have money, but you can take a dinner over there and they'll do your hair, Yeah, you know, or, or something like that. We've always had that, but as far as the country, yeah, um, there are some white people and even some dumbass black people who are so rich and so privileged that they will vote for Trump because they get a kick out of him shaking things up the way he shakes them things up. The way, mm -hmm. They get a kick out of watching him shake things up the way he shakes things up because, and, and this is how it makes sense. You know how on our side, 
we fight for justice when a black person gets killed by the police. Yeah. When, uh, and this is not really so much a black gay fight. You know, you don't see too many black people mad because somebody won't make them a cake for their wedding. Right. But you know, it's like <laughs> civil rights, human rights, basic rights stuff that we fight about that we know is right. Yeah. On the other side, when Trump bails out his rich friends, when he bails out big businesses and stuff, that's justice for them. Yeah. So for rich people, for people who have privilege and access and stuff like that, the shady shit that he's doing, they see that as justice for their side. Mm. And they're really looking at us, for those of us who, who matter, which we really don't, but those of us who kind of matter, who kind of can like tilt things and get the benefits, tilted our way as working people right they look at them as people trying to rig the system yeah it's a really backwards way of looking at things but uh politics you know, in this country is backwards to begin with so, so yeah. backwards <laughs> so backwards and you know and that's why it's important for us to vote now black people say oh well they don't do anything for us we don't demand anything of them yes yes Agreed. We just get out and vote. Some, they say, oh, well, you need to vote for this person. Okay, I'm going to vote for this person. But when it's time for us to have the conversations, to get to the table, to be present, we don't show up. Right. We go, I'm not political or they're not going to listen to me anyway. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're not going to listen to you because you're not showing up shaking the table. Right. And that's the thing. The shaking of the table. Exactly. We need to exactly. show up and act like Karen. That's what we need to show yes. up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Black people need to show up and act like Karen. Need to ask for that manager. Absolutely. That manager. Go down there to the Supreme Court, start showing up to local town halls. Yes. Start calling mayors and governors and start threatening these people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know who your congressman is. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Start walking up and we'll start walking up on them. Right. Right. Yeah. And tell them, you know, it's, see, Black people, we, we're smart. The way that you, the way that you win a fight with a white person is you have to, you have to challenge their intelligence and be more intelligent than they are. Mm -hmm. And we're intelligent, you know, show up there and tell them you're the worst, you're the worst senator this state has ever seen. Right. Who, is this, who is this nigga talking to me like this? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we, we have to do. Yeah, we don't we don't do that enough. Yeah, we do not. These are facts. These are facts. Mm -hmm. So, uh, turn in conversation. This coming Friday, you are going to be celebrated by Black gays stuck at home. So, how does that feel? How does that feel? Because you've been in Black gays stuck at home with us before. So oh yes. You've seen what the community looks like that uh, Mike and Josh have cultivated. So what is that going to feel like? You know, it's no longer you watching a movie with us. We're watching you and celebrating you. So what does that feel, oh, feel like? It feels so good. It feels so good because I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. I have been a, a black gay man in the world of comedy, which is not a space for black gay people. And I've been holding it down representing for 20 years. Yes, you have. And, you know, as, as black gay folks, we don't get the exposure and stuff. And a lot of people think, oh, well, just because I've never heard of you or just because I've never seen this and that, it doesn't matter. It's like, no, I've been out here creating a catalog of work. Mm -hmm. um, and so when, when you can come back, it's one thing to go out to the world and, 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 and win straight people over and all that type of stuff. But when you come back home to your community and have your work celebrated, that's a different sort of, yeah. that's a different feeling. Yeah. And uh, when, when my community 
says, hey, we see and appreciate your work. That means a lot because you need people who live your experience to, to lift you up before anybody else does. Absolutely. Amen mm -hmm. to that. This is going to be fun. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, especially because I, I love the discussions at the end of the Black A Stuck at Homes, you know? So I can only imagine the questions that everybody in the room is, are going to want to ask you. So Ooh, that's yes, and we're and we're we're showing party and play the film party and play that I did. Yeah. Uh, I wrote produced it last year. That movie is wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that movie easily can be a black gay cult classic. And yeah. I'm not just saying it because I wrote it. I'm saying it because I know what it, I, I looked at it. I took some of these uh, edibles that I'm on right now. <laughs> I took some of those edibles and I looked at it last night and I was looking at it and I'm like, it really has the elements that a Friday or one of those types of movies would have for black gay men. Yeah. It, it absolutely, and I'm not just saying because I wrote it, I'm saying it because I love the craft so much and that I'm so dedicated to it that we, you know, we, we shot it and it, it came out like a classic. It's a classic yeah. film. I'm looking forward to this. I really am. It's, 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 when I tell you it's wild, it's wild. <laughs> All right, so my last question for you. For right now, because Misfits, I've already told Samson I would like for him to come back for a part two. So just Definitely. expect that already, expect part two. Oh, but yeah, I wanted to ask you, what does healing look like for you? Freedom. Mm. Uh, when, when I say freedom, it's because a lot of our healing is wrapped up in wanting acceptance from everybody else. Mm. So when, when, when you're able to experience life and live life the way you want to live it and find happiness doing that, that's healing. Yeah. Come on. You mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, used to, I'm used to catching people off guard with some of my questions. I feel like you were ready for every single one. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm always on edge, so it's hard to catch me off guard. <laughs> I was like, like okay. Like if you know, like if you stood up right now and be like, you know, I'm only dressed, I'm only dressed from from my shirt up, and you stood up and I saw everything, I'd be like, well, shit, me too. <laughs> you know, you got to be ready. I'm always, I'm always yes. on edge. I'm always ready. Come <laughs> on, always ready. Listen, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, go, I'm not gonna lie, Miss Fitz. There was a part of me that was like, hold up, what's about to happen? <laughs> They wouldn't have been ready. We'd have had to, we had to move this only to OnlyFans. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if YouTube's gonna accept this. <laughs> they would have. I'll be like, yes. You <laughs> they would have. I was because I will kindly edit this out and keep this in my own collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ram. <laughs> so if the misfits would like to walk with you, I say walk, not follow. If uh, yes. they would like to walk with you, where would they be able to find you on social media? Uh, so OnlyFans, you can go subscribe to my OnlyFans <laughs> Indeed, indeed. I'm just playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I thought about it, I was like, yeah. I was gonna do something, just have some sort of funny show on there. That I was about, about to say, sex. you honestly could still do it, absolutely. Hey, I, I have friends who are porn actors, had them on there and have like Samson Presents and ask them questions, silly questions about sex and porn, and then let them do a whole sex scene, but my my image what people know me as i've always been kind of like classy and wholesome yeah. even though i talk shit about stuff 
it's like people would still be like, hold on, I can't believe he did that. You know, he's over there being a picnic. And they're like, no, bitch, I'm over here making money. That's what I'm over here doing. Okay. Um, to be honest, you could just tell comedy without a shirt on because there are some people whose only fans are literally just their feet and that's it and nothing else. I know. So I you know, really don't is. even have to get nasty, nasty. <laughs> I'm, but I'm so much more than that. Not that not that anything is wrong with that. But Absolutely. if I if, if I was to do it, or if one of these little boys that I mess with were to share my news with the world, <laughs> they're out there and they're beautiful. Speak, speak, <laughs> speak. Let it be known. Yes. Then that would be something different. But I prefer not to put it out myself. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> that was I the prefer. classiest neck you just gave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's how I handle that. But, um, and then of course, when the, when the gorgeous pictures are floating around, right. you, you let them float around, but you act like a victim. Oh my God, I can't believe <laughs> sharing my nudes. I can't believe this. Um, we had an understanding. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is so, be like, be like, oh, did you see his ass? I know y'all did. You know, but uh, no, I'm, I'm so classy. But uh, I am on Instagram at Samson McCormick, S-A-M-P-S-O-N-M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K. And uh, I'm on Twitter too. I don't know if people still use Twitter, but I tweet occasionally. Uh, Twitter is a different kind of crowd. So yes, I'm yes on it is. At uh, official Samson on Twitter, uh, Samson McCormick on Instagram. And uh, if you're on YouTube, I'm on YouTube. Excellent. And also visit uh, SampsonComedy.com. I have books. I have, I've written three books. One of the books, uh, Taboo Village, is featured in the library at the Harvard University Library. Come uh, on. Cambridge. Yeah, they, they use that to teach a class at Harvard University. Yes. Uh, and then there's a, I have four comedy albums, which you can find on Spotify and uh, three comedy specials out. So I got stuff out. We did a different direction with Daryl Stevens and Miss Laura Hayes mm -hmm. and uh, Party and Play, which we'll be seeing uh, at Black Gay Stuck at Home. And yeah, I've done a lot of stuff. I've done Absolutely. a lot and I'm, and I'm still working on some stuff and we're still trying to knock some stuff out uh, before they shut everything down again this winter. Cause I do right. think around election season, things are going to get crazy in some capacity. Well, listen, other than that part two that we have, know that you're welcome to come back to the healing space whenever. Promote whatever okay. you want, whenever you want to. Absolutely. I would love that. Yes. I would really appreciate that. All right, Miss Fitz, make sure that you go out and you learn more about Samson. Support this brother. It is greatly appreciated. And we will be back with good news.
And now it is time for good news. I would like to once again thank Samson for an awesome interview. I also hope that you misfits have enjoyed uh, some music from both Brandy and Monica as we prepare ourselves for their verses coming up on the 31st, I believe, August 31st. Uh, You had a chance to hear The Boy's Mind, which is their song together. Then you heard Street Symphony, which is my favorite song by Monica. And we're going to close out the show with Sweet Nothings by Brandy. And that is my good news. (laughs) For those of you who may have never heard Sweet Nothings before, uh, it blew me away the first time I heard it. I don't know, and I'm fairly certain that Brandy will never make a song that will outdo Sweet Nothings as far as being my favorite. 
it samples Adam from uh, Michelle and Diacello's album Bitter, which is my favorite album of all time. So you can buy my favorite album, which my favorite song, I mean, Wasted Time is definitely one of my favorite songs from Bitter, but Adam, which doesn't have any, uh, any lyrics, is my favorite track from Bitter. It's absolutely beautiful. And the first time I heard Sweet Nothings and to see that Brandy sampled Adam was, I, I yeah, it's never gonna happen. She's never gonna make a song that I love more than Sweet Nothings. Um, so in, you know, in playing Brandy and Monica for all of you in preparation for their verses, I felt like this was the perfect way to end the show. Uh, please make sure that you all support Black Gay Stuck at Home coming up this Friday. Uh, I am always appreciative of uh, Mike and of Josh and the entire Black Gay Stuck at Home family. So please make sure that you support. And uh, yeah, if you all would like to walk with me, that's Scorpiogi.com. That's Scorpiogi across all of social media. Uh, that is THS Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and underscore THS Podcast on Twitter. And uh, we are TLM.com is the website. That's about it. I love you guys. Uh, we have one more episode until it's time for us to celebrate the 100th episode of THS Podcast. Until next time, I love you all so much. Namaste. Yeah.